Welcome to the Dream Mentorship Podcast, where we interview everyday women making a difference in their lives and communities. From doctors to stay-at-home mamas, CEOs who work hard with no drama, this is where you come to dream and be inspired. Because at Dream Mentorship, we believe that every dream is valid. Here's our host and founder, Mac Jane Creighton. Hi, dreamers. Welcome back to another episode of the Dream Mentorship Podcast. Of course, you know, I'm your girl, Mac Jane Creighton. And before we get into today's conversation, and I'm super excited for you to meet our guest for today. If you were at the Dream and Brunch 2021, and then you, you've met her. Uh, she was actually one of our panel speakers. And I'm telling you, uh, we absolutely loved hearing her story and also the amount of knowledge that she has, especially with books that she has written, and which is one of the reasons why we decided to invite her back to be on the podcast so we can share her with you all, not just for those who only attended our Dream and Brunch conference last year. So I am going to talk about our speaker and give you a little bit about her background. But before I do that, I kind of want to pause here for a minute and just kind of talk directly to you. Yes, my dear your friend you are listening to this podcast you're part of the dream mentorship community we call you family already okay so if you are interested in knowing how to live your dreams whatever that dream is whether that is writing your own book or going back to college or just living life as a mom as as a young woman whatever your aspirations are you are exactly the reason we started dream mentorship and we want to connect with you so i want you to kind of head over to our website right now and sign up for our membership is completely 100 percent free and what that means is that you get to connect with us and connect with all the young women just like you. So if you're with it, between the ages of 20 and 35, you are exactly who we want to connect with. Come see other young women who are also trying to pursue a mixed you know, sense of this word and pursue their dreams just like you. So uh, you are not alone. You are not doing this life alone. There are all the women who are doing exactly what you are probably thinking about. So why not come over to the Dream Mentorship community? Check us out at dreammentorship.org, okay? All right, now that I am done with that plug, let's get to meet our guest today. I am so excited. I just love her spirit. I love her heart. I love the things that she's doing and the things that she has done. She has also accomplished so much. She is the poster child of second chances and beating the odds, and she uses her past to propel her future. I'm telling you, she is indeed a success story, a true testament of of a story is even her best-selling book entitled The Cars of Life When All Hope is Gone, Trust Then Believe. And in this, in addition to workbooks and genres that she has done or continues to work across the country, our guest today has diligently worked to change what she wants to see. As a leading expert in her field, she holds four degrees, a bachelor's, a master's, a doctorate, especially 
PhD degree in education leadership as well. She has published articles on why she's teaching and all the things that she does as a motivational speaker. She's a professor. She's an educational consultant. And I think she's probably going to say this is the best part of all, being a wife and a mother of six. Yes, you heard me. Six children. And she talk about is her real estate um, business. And we're going to talk about that. But before we get into all of that, you're probably wanting to know who, okay, Mac Jane, steal it. Who is she? Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Pooler. Thank you so much for having me, Mac Jane. I'm so honored to be a guest today. Awesome. Well, we are, we are very excited and I want to get to your story. We're going to get to all the great cool stuff that you are doing. Um, but tell us a little bit about growing up. Um, you know, you are um, what we consider who you've gone through a lot of. You went through um, some really tough things. And sometimes that's the tough topic that we don't even talk about a lot on dream mentorship. But sometimes people feel like, well, because of my past, there's no way I'm ever going to make it in life, you know? So can we talk a little bit about your story of what that looked like and now uh, kind of how that has prepared you to where you are today? Absolutely. Um, well, my, my, my beginning started very young and, and tough. Um, as far as I can remember, I remember being about four or five years old and um, for, the, for the longest time, my mom was addicted to crack cocaine and, and men that were just no good for her um, due to her decisions and, and being from a father that wasn't ready to, to parent. Um, you know, a lot of us, my sister and I, we, we suffered due to that, um, suffered from abuse, neglect, um, sexual abuse, mental abuse, and all those different things that come with childhood traumas from parents that are just not ready at that point in time to, to be parents. Um, so at four or five years old, we were in and out of the court system, in and out of um, just from home to home and just trying to find that balance. You know, um, it's tough when you when you love so hard and you love family, um, but it just doesn't work out the way that you expected it to. Um, that past continued to propel me. Eventually, my great grandmother, who was born in 1918, um, she took us into her custody, my sister and I. And she also had my cousin because sometimes there's generational curses and that drug addiction and things continued not only to my mom, but also to her brother. Um, but we were um, raised by my great grandmother for a few years um, when I was younger. And, and from her, I learned the, the power of prayer, the power of faith and to know that, you know, this too shall pass as she would say. Um, so um, that, that whole process of going back and forth and, um, longing for a situation that would never be. Sometimes you kind of paint that perfect picture and um, it may not always end up the way that you've envisioned. But what I have learned is that through my past and through my pain, there's resilience and there's strength. And um, in my book, I talk about that. When I say, when all hope is gone, you've got to trust and believe because when I was younger, that's all I had was the hope that tomorrow would be better. The hope that once I'm 18, I'm going to do things differently. The hope that when I become a parent, I'm going to try to learn from those non-examples. Um, one thing my mom definitely taught me to love hard. I know she loved us to death. She just couldn't get over her demons and her addictions. And um, that's where I learned the power to forgive. Um, because, you mm -hmm. know, sometimes you can't take what you feel and place it on someone else. You got to kind of see them for where they are. 
And Mm -hmm. um, I've learned through that to set certain boundaries and to figure out where I stand in that. You talk about forgiveness. Um, Someone listening to this is like, yeah, Dr. Puller, I hear you. It's it's easier said than done. Um, And how do you, for you personally, um, how did you process that, you know, get to that point of healing and then say, you know what, I forgive because I want something better for my children. I want something better for myself um, and, and, and for you to be able to push forward past that. What were some maybe practical things that you did um, to overcome and to forgive and to push forward? Uh, Mac Jane, I think a large part of that, I'm going to get into that, that preteen stage Um when, when you trust and love family, and I was abused by family members, um, by male and female, and, um, and they were people that I cared about, people that I love, people that I trusted, and for them to violate that trust, that, that's a big deal. And it, it really not only changes who you are as a person, but that trauma changes how you interact, how you interact with men, um, how you interact with, you know, all those different things. So not having a father and all those things kind of damages your future relationships. Um, but going through some of my teenage years, that that anger and resentment turned into bitterness. It turned into getting in trouble, acting out, getting into fights, getting into juvenile detention. So there were some destructive periods um, that I went through. And through those things and the consequences and the things you have to deal with all because you can't let go, I had to realize that it wasn't even for them. It was for me. I had to learn to do the shadow work. I had to learn to to see it for what it was. Sometimes we come into this situation where we bury our trauma and bury the pain and we just don't deal with it. We act like it didn't happen. And that's not the answer because it's gonna show up. It's gonna show up in a way that you didn't expect it to. So I think that over time, you just gotta do the shadow work, get the therapy, get the support that you need, do the self-help, get the books, whatever that you need to do to kind of get over that element in in a positive way because otherwise you'll self-destruct. You will, you will blame. I did a lot of blaming, you know, my actions. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm this way because of that. A lot of people helped me to blame. They would be like, oh, she's fighting because her dad's in prison or her mom's in jail. Or, you know, they would make excuses for me. I didn't even need me to make them. So mm-hmm. I think that we have to learn to forgive. And that's one of the hardest things in your life that, that you will do. Um, is, is be selfless and forgive those that have harmed you or put you in harm's way but you have to do it to move on and to move on authentically and to move on and be able to be your personal best self. Right. And I appreciate you sharing that because now I see the great things that you're doing as a professor and motivational speaker. And you are also very interested in helping some of the neediest students, including, you know, teenage parents, incarcerated youth, students on probation, and uh, and those on um, house arrest and those students who are also homeless. Um, This has become something that you're obviously passionate about. And it's like you've turned things that you're you're experiencing and turned them into something positive to help other people. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. I love working with those that I forgot about because I was there. You know, when you don't have anybody, when the doors have closed, a lot of times when you make certain, not only just kids that are incarcerated, but even people that are in prison or whatever, you're, you get back into society and no one will let you move forward. They just continue to look at your past. 
Um, so that's definitely one of my passions. And I do believe that God allows certain things to happen because otherwise, had I not gone through those um, areas of, of doubt and despair and, and, and just all of those different elements of life, I wouldn't know how to communicate with them to say, hey, it gets better. Hey, I get you. I understand it. I've been there um, to help them see the steps of how to get back on track and to not make excuses to fail but to use those circumstances and situations as a reason to succeed. And that has been my mantra with everything that has come to my life negatively is to turn it around and say, okay, like, God, what do I get from this? Where do I go from here? How do I turn this around? How do I, how do I make it better? How do I change someone else's path um, in a positive way? So yes, I love to, to volunteer to do motivational speaking, um, workbooks, workshops, um, consultations and all those different things to just kind of let them know it gets better I promise you if you stay the course if you, if the door closes and you continue to keep pushing and to go to another door or go out a window like you're going to win if you don't quit and that's what people need to realize awesome and I'm glad that you kind of touched on that the last part you are a, a, a doctor you know you've got your doctorate degree in organizational leadership and management you know you you went through all the series of education to get to where you are and now you even have a business in real estate can you talk to the young woman who is listening to I mean the exact situation you were and I, I want to get out I seriously desire to get out I don't want to act out I don't I really want my dream is so big i want to be a professor one day or i want to be a doctor one day i want to be uh i want to own my own business i want to have my own family one day but i don't even know where to begin what would you say to her right now to encourage her to take that next step one of the things my great-grandmother instilled in me was the power of education she would say baby go to school get an education it's the one thing that no one can take from you my great-grandmother only had a, a sixth grade education and like i said she was born in 1918 and wound to be so successful so um just she would always see the glass you know half full instead of half empty so i think i get a lot of that from her but i didn't i didn't recognize a lot of the things she said and, and instilled in me until she was gone on to heaven um so now i try to apply those things and i try to give those same words of encouragement to my children and the people that i interact with what you know people can't take from you. What you do and do well, people can't take from you. So yeah, they may take your freedom because you've done something or sometimes people are in there for something they didn't do. Um, but regardless, what you know, you know. So take your gift, take what you excel in and turn it into a positive way to get a return on your investment. Um, go to school, get the knowledge that you need, study to show yourself approved, you know, do what you need to do to be excellent in your field. That no one can take from you. No one can say I ever been on a job and didn't do 110% and go over and beyond and create programs and different things. Like when people speak on your name and on your, on, on your ethic and what you do, it just needs to be a true testament of who you truly are. So don't cut corners. Um, I would say that whatever, you know, you're a mom too, and I know you get it. It was plenty of nights that there was no sleep. It was plenty of days that I know how things were going to get done, but I had a dream and a goal. And I knew that if I got this, I could get that. Certain doors don't open until you get the piece of paper, you know? Mm -hmm. um, certain things you don't have access to until you gain the knowledge that you need to do. So you've got to set a plan. You got to be intentional, write it down and follow the course. No matter mm -hmm. what comes, follow the course. So yeah, I would say just write the vision, make it plain and stay on track and it will come. 
That's powerful right there. Super powerful. I hope you're listening. Uh, Dreamer, I call you Dreamer because you are going to make it too. Uh, use your gifts. You know, if you have to go back to school, go back to school, do it. So those doors can open up for you. Those doors of opportunities. And talking about using your gift and using your talents, Dr. Puller, you are one multi-talented person that i know uh you, <laughs> you. You're, you're doing a lot like you know sometimes some people you meet um they're very like you know i'll give an example if they're um they know how to um make hair they are really all in that lane they can make hair they can do all things hair you know all kinds of hair related stuff right you are, you know, like cross, um, like, you know, real estate and teaching educational, uh, organizational leadership. And you do uh, have a degree in TESOL, teaching English to speakers of other languages. So how do you talk about your career right now? How do you marry all of this? It is so crazy, Mac Jane. I tell you, they say that you go through a different evolution every seven years, right? So I feel like definitely the Erica 20 years ago um, was all about, you know, education. You know, I really love being a teacher once I first started. And then after a certain amount, you see the needs and you see the areas that is like, wow, I need to grow in that area so I can help this group. So it just kind of continued to evolve from special education and then to um, teaching English to speakers of other languages, our bilingual babies that sometimes don't feel like they are heard or seen. Then it went to the at-risk youth. I was seeing kids being um, adjudicated, arrested in the schools, being sent to um, alternative schools, and it was a disparity between um, those that were of a of color. The students of color would get a lot more consequences. They would get, you know, things just just like society almost the school to prison pipeline so then i wanted to like work on that group i was you know then it became higher education um as a professor which has always been one of my goals and dreams absolutely love sewing into people but at a certain point that has just become who i am so i don't need the brick and mortar to to sew into people and to help people grow and to share my knowledge and wealth um one of the things i'm on now is building a legacy for my kids. So that's where the real estate came in. And it was just like something I just do on the side. Um, but it wound up being so lucrative that it's just like, wow. And also going through the coursework, so many people need to just know how to buy a house, how to qualify for loans, how, you know, so many people don't know it's easy to become a first time home buyer. There's other, I mean, it's a formula. So if they, if we teach them the formula, it's attainable. So even the disparity in the housing market does not favor people of color. So um, everything always comes from seeing a need and then wanting to feel that need. And then it just evolves, you know, from there. So I just pray that I just continue to be used and whatever I touch just continues to bless other people. So whatever market, I still think real estate is education <laughs> because you're teaching them through that element. But mm -hmm. um, it is my goal. That's also the biggest way to build wealth is um, owning property and renting property, leasing property and, you know, all of those different things. So it's going to be my exit strategy. <laughs> it's going to be my retirement goal. I like that. Yeah. Thinking yeah. about retirement. <laughs> right. Right. I'm not trying to work the 62. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right, I love it. Okay, talking about um, um, retirement and you know making plans for the future, and um, you know just kind of you know 
make planning ahead and not just living for just today, which is good to live in the present. We're definitely not against that. We we encourage it actually, but it's also very important that you plan for the future. And like you just mentioned, a lot of times young people feel like, okay, well, whatever age they put in mind before I actually start living my dream. But what we, you know, preach our dream mentorship is you can start right now to live your dream. Yeah, you don't have to you know, to later on in, in, in the years um, to start doing that. What would you say is the greatest advice you ever got to actually living your dream now? You know what? I read a book and I love talking about, I even fucked up my kids. Like, don't wait for a teacher to tell you to pick up a book and read it. You know, sew into yourself. I'm always like, how did you sew into yourself today, son? <laughs> but I read this book when I was young and it called Smart Women Finish Rich. And when I tell you, it was life-changing for me. I think it's by David Bach. Um, if I got the name wrong, forgive me, don't hold it against me. But it's called Smart Women Finish Rich. And um, it's basically talking about those three baskets. You've got your, your current basket and that's like the day-to-day. Then you've got your future basket, which is your retirement. And then you've got your dream basket, which is my favorite. And so your goal is that even from a young age to start filling all of those baskets at the same time. So it's so important for you to just kind of think about not only where you are in the present, but where you are in the future. And also those around you, your children, your children's children is no longer really about you. We're all here on borrowed time. So what we do and the, the moves we make, the, the difference we make, it's, it's so important. And the other thing that is, has been really good for me is just like manifesting, affirming, um, speaking things as to the way that you want them to be, writing those goals down, speaking to them, you know, just making sure that you are moving forward in just a positive direction and writing things out as though you want them to be. And it's clear, like I have whiteboards around the house, you know, we, it's a part of the conversation, you know, and, and teaching those elements to my children. You know, you may not be where you want to be, but if you speak it, if you believe it, if you trust and believe, mm-hmm. uh, and, and just continue to stay the course, like you got to put in that sweat equity, you got to put in the work ethic. But if you do that step by step, you're going to build that mountain that you're trying to, to, to get to, you know, it's going to happen. It's not a matter of, of when, it's, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So mm-hmm. it's just important to make it happen. No right. excuses, a no excuse yeah. mentality. I love that. No excuse mentality. And talking about your books, because we kind of hinted at it, but I don't think we kind of, you know, kind of talked a lot about it. Um, tell us more about your books, where they are available and what they are about. Yes, absolutely. Um, my books, The Cards of Life, When All Hope is Gone, Trust and Believe, and then there's workbooks and journals. And again, it just speaks to um, just the conversation. It just really sounds like a conversation about all the things I just think, believe in that I know. And it's about, you know, painting the picture, telling my story. And I know if I can make it happen, you absolutely can make it happen. If I can make it work, you can make it work. Like there were definitely just a lot of hardships and a lot of hurdles to overcome to get where I am today and to get where I'm going to be tomorrow. And, you know, I just, I just believe it. I know that it's going to happen. I'm very confident that it's going to happen if you just stay the course. So I think the book just kind of speaks to that. It's kind of helping you to map things out, to just kind of 
take a moment to be with yourself and to light some candles and, and drink some coffee or some tea and just journal those thoughts and ideas, write those things into clear energy. Um, just making sure that you surround yourself with people that are that want you to win. You know, sometimes you got to reevaluate some things. You got to make sure that your circle is tight and consistent and like supportive, you know? So um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Those goals, again, those books are amazon.com um, and Dr. Erica Pooler, and you'll have all of those options. So it's the journals, the workbooks, and the actual book. Um, and I know that it will empower you and um, help you to navigate those waters and to kind of see things um, the way that you need to in the moment uh, to be able to move forward in a positive light. Okay, well, you all heard her. Go check out those books and we'll put the links to in the show notes today. So if you have questions about that, feel free to reach out to us and we'll be glad to get you connected. Um, as we wrap up today's conversation, as, as much as I would love for it to keep going, but we have to wrap it up. I want to ask Dr. Puller, uh, because during mentorship, we're all about mentorship and having someone speak life over you. Who is one person that you would say did that for you? Was it, you know, in a, either in a capacity as a mentor or just kind of encouraged you and spoke live into you? I, I get a feeling you probably see your great grandmother, but you know, let me see. Let me, is there someone um, maybe besides her or, uh, uh, or maybe it's her? I don't know. I just got the vibe where you just Definitely. Like, oh, she was an awesome woman. Yeah. I tell you what, I have so many angels that stood in the gap when I needed it. Um, I would say my mama T, that's like our community neighborhood um, mama, as my babies were babies, um, she would, uh, she was like their babysitter and she would tell me, as long as you're in school, I'll watch them. So when I tell mm -hmm. you I was going to work during the day, college at night, and I just had that person because, you know, my mom wasn't able, my grandmother wasn't here. Um, and being from a traumatic childhood, you don't trust your kids with everybody. I know I don't. Mm. So if, if it had not been for her, I definitely wouldn't be Dr. Pooler because I wouldn't have been able to go to college um, because I didn't have that support system. Um, and then also the my high school teacher, and I write about her in my book as well, I also dedicated it to her um, because she was the one that let me know college was an opportunity for me. You know, coming from the neighborhoods that I came from in the background, I didn't even think that was accessible. I didn't think that I had a lane outside of going to work for 30 years at a company out of high school. Um, so just opening in my eyes to, to see this is how, fill out the application, fill out this, um, you know, she just stayed on me. And I was just like, why don't this lady leave me alone? Why, you know, I was at an alternative school. Ain't no alternative school kids going to um, college. So I just think that I'm thankful for people that saw a light in me before I saw it myself, Mac Jane. And, and I think that we have to be that light for other people. A lot of times we can see things and potential in someone that don't even have a clue um, as to where they could be or where you see them. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I would say I those too. Yes, they are amazing. They sound like amazing women, and I'm sure they are. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Puller, for sharing your story with us today and uh, all this amazing stuff. I, I took some notes. I really love that. Right. <laughs> so we have to... We awesome. have to 
leave our dream, we have to, um, you know, go do the things that we need to do, push past barrier barriers and, and stumbling blocks or things that uh, could keep us down, but kind of look forward to the future knowing fully well, especially with you as uh, an example of, you know, what it can be like, yes, you, you might have had a horrible past, but your future is definitely bright and it's beautiful and your dream is absolutely valid. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Puller, for sharing your story with us and being on today's podcast. We absolutely enjoyed having you here. Thank you, Mac Jane. I look forward to sewing and serving in your organization anytime you ask I'm here. Awesome. Thank you. Well, dreamers, this is the end of today's conversation. I hope you absolutely enjoyed it and you learned some stuff from listening to Dr. Puller's story. And if you did, please let us know. Just send us a message uh, and to let us know that you enjoyed listening to this podcast. We love, love to hear from our listeners from all over. It's always so encouraging to get those notifications from people from not just in the U.S., you know, someone as far as Zimbabwe or Israel. Um, the other day I saw a notification from someone from the Philippines. Um, So we love that. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And as always, we would love to have you back here with us next time uh, when we have our next podcast episode. But before we go, if you do need mentorship, if you need some help, you have questions about life or how to move forward, we would love to connect with you. Head over to our website right now at dreammentorship.org for more information. Our membership is absolutely 100% free. So don't let money or anything, don't have any other excuse why you can be a part of this because we are actually a virtual company. So regardless of what country or state you are in, where you can be a part of what we are doing here at Dream Mentorship. And best of all, our volunteer mentors want to connect with you. They want to help you. They're passionate about seeing women live their dreams. And that's what we are about. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast. Until next time, I remain your girl, Mac Jane Creighton. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening and going on a captivating journey of inspiration with us. If you'd like to learn more about Dream Mentorship and become part of the Dream Mentorship family, follow us on Instagram at Dream Mentorship or visit our website, dreammentorship.org. Feel free to send us a message and tell us what you loved about this podcast and our wonderful guest. This episode was edited by me, Evelyn Calvo. No matter what your dream is, we can help you make it a reality. And the first step is learning from other women living their authentic dreams. So come back next week for another episode.